Kia ora, New Zealand. Welcome to Sweet Chain Live. This is episode 69. Nice. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to go through hot scores first up. Um, and then um, we, we had some communication from the board. Would you believe it? For New Zealand Disc Golf. Whoop, whoop. I know. I know. I'm as, out, I'm as astounded um, as you and I'm sure everybody listening is. Uh, now, um, so we're going to go through, we're going to give a little bit, we're going to have a little bit of a chat today, and that's going to be kind of the focus of our show today. So um, without further ado, let's go through hot scores. Brady takes through the South. Through the South. Okay, let's start as ever in Invercargill. Uh, probably pretty chilly down there, but not if your name is Ethan Stout. Hot round coming your way. 11 under par in Queens Park for Ethan this week. Nice shooting. Um, over in Dunedin, Chingford Park, Sergey Sanin comes in at two under par for the hot round. And in Brockville, Tom McKay takes the hot round this week with six under par. Uh, over to the gardens in Queenstown, Russell King and Alex Page getting it done. Uh, Lakeside coming in at 12 under par. And at Tucker's Beach, Jin Cato uh, comes in with a five under par uh, for the hot round at Tucker's Beach. And Wanaka over the Crown Range, Ely Point, Craig Anderson coming in at plus three this week. Temperatures cooling off there. But back and loving it, Kyle Martin, Lismore Park, 10 under par. Nice shooting. Good to have Kyle back on the course. Uh, up in the Garden City, Jelly Park, Christchurch, Ashton Cart, Clark takes out the hot round this week with 11 under par. Brooker Ave, Joseph Barry shoots the perfect round, nine under on nine holes at Brooker. And at Queens Park Reserve, we have, ooh, let me try to get these names right. Uh, Hawani Arahanga and Dylan Dedman Nahiwi uh, coming in at five under par. Uh, Warren Park, we have Dylan Budgie and Willie Taratna coming in at minus eight. Uh, and to round out the South Island, uh, Chris Corbin gets it done with five under par at Taylor River Reserve in Blenheim. Uh, Matt, run us through the north. So up in the north, starting in Wellington at Berenport, Simon Fogarty, Keith Furlow and Brady Cush couldn't decide who wanted to take out the hot round, tied as they were on five under par. Uh, Brady did, however, take it out at Hikoikoi Reserve with another five under par, so well done to him. Um, and at uh, Hardcore Park, Keith Furler got it done with a two under par in Upper Hutt. Uh, further up the country, uh, Flavio Mayorga and Arthur Horn hit five under at Linklater. Um, it seems to be quite a popular score this week. Flavio Mayorga also made the trip up to Maryland's um, and was joined by Katie Hoffman and Amy Whitmore, and they all hit even par at Maryland. So well done to the three of them. Over at Spa Park, uh, the, on the uh, red course, Steve Lawson takes it out with a four under par. And at McLaren Falls, Anthony Rogers uh, shoots a very impressive six under par. Um, not too bad with the uh, Toronto Extreme just around the corner. Um, and then Richard Waterson takes out uh, Henderson with a 12 under par on the league Whoa. layout. So uh, congratulations to him. Right. Uh, some some uh, really good scores from around the country. Not much in the way of sanctioned disc golf being played at the moment, either PDGA or or, or otherwise. Um, it, so it's been a bit quiet. It's kind of the off season, I guess. It's it's cold and wet. I haven't played for weeks, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to this Sunday. I am going to play this Sunday. Um, but anyway, what we did get over the week um, was an email um, from NZDG informing us that there was going to be a uh, a. AGM. 
Uh, it's going to be a, bit, a little bit later than uh, usual and um, constitutionally it should be. Um, however, it's still it's going to be uh, scheduled for the 22nd of June, which is a Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Uh, if you're a member of, of NZDG, um, which basically means if you've played in an NZDG uh, sanctioned event in the last 12 months, um, then you're probably you are a member. Um, and you should have got this email. So um, if you didn't get the email, hit up the secretary of NZDG and they shall resend it to you to ensure that you've got all the details for the Zoom um, account. It is being held virtually, um, so you will have to log in to the to the Zoom meeting. And I first up, I'd encourage whatever you're going to do, I'd encourage everybody to attend the AGM. Um, it, it will only take, uh, what, half an hour, 45 minutes, I suspect, um, maybe maybe a little bit longer, but I mean it can't be more than that. Um, and I'd encourage first up everybody to attend. Let's let you know show your support. Um, for even if you just got it on in the background and you're busy doing chores or, uh, you know, um, playing disc golf or whatever, um, then then uh, make sure you tune in on Wednesday the twenty second of June. Quite a lot of time still before then. So uh, there's a few key dates uh, in the run up to that. <clears throat> um, now. If you want to be on the, if you want to be on the board, okay, then you need to submit your application to be on the board, or rather, um, su- submit your nomination and a seconder from one of the members. Uh, send it through to the secretary before seven o'clock on June the second. Okay, so June the second is next, next Thursday. Thursday. The next Thursday, right? So before this show airs next week. All the potential candidates will be in with the secretary. The secretary will then notify everybody by the 12th um, of June, which is a Sunday. So a week, the Sunday after. Right now, from that point, we'll all know who's uh, who's going for what what positions. Um, And then there'll also be a link to be able to vote for your people um, prior to that. Uh, Sorry, in in that. Um, email that comes out on the 12th and you can do so electronically up until 24 hours before the AGM um, and then you can vote at the AGM as well there'll be a methodology for doing that and they normally get in an independent company to help with the voting to uh, ensure that it all goes fine and people aren't cheating or whatever so um, there's there's normally a, an external uh, adjudicator uh, I don't know who they use but it's it's, you know, it's they're, they're, they're fairly well respected um, so the AGM uh, just to repeat is on the 22nd of June Wednesday the 22nd of June um, at seven o'clock. Uh, check your emails. It was sent uh, at, oh, I received it at 20 past 10 um, on the 23rd of May on Monday. So uh, check your email um, if you if it got lost in your spam or whatever. Right. Lots to unpack. Um, the first thing to note is that the whole board are standing down. Okay, so nobody on the current board is deciding to run again. Um, which what that means is that we're going to have a brand new board um, from the 22nd of June. Um, Brady, what are your thoughts? On a new board? Um, well, yeah. I'm. It'll be interesting, um, to be fair. This will be the first time in like my tenure of like playing disc golf in New Zealand that it's an entirely new board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there have kind of been a few 
uh, I wouldn't say like fights or controversy or anything like that, but there have been a few like shakeups, you know, like there have been a few times where, uh, contested, there we go. There have been a few contested elections, um, throughout my tenure while I've been here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes down and who wants to, to stand up. I do know that with so many clubs around the country, there are quite a few passionate individuals who already have quite a bit, uh, on their plate. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see who will stand up. Um, you know, like I'd, I'd love, I wish, you know, like I, uh, we could get the nominations kind of early. I I'd love to know, uh, like who was running, um, that would, it would be kind of nice. Um, I'm almost tempted to, you know, can we do a power rankings for elections? <laughs> I, I'm not sure we can, I'm not sure we can do that, but what we can do is, uh, we get notified of who's running uh, on the 12th of June, along with everybody else. Um, and I have to say, I'm, I, we're just before anybody thinks anything, we're, we're, we're kind of no one in all of this. We're literally just commentating on it. We're just a couple of guys talking about it. So um, that we're not in on the process or anything. So um, please don't think that, that, that we are. Um, we're, we'll, we'll all be notified on the 12th of June um, that uh, of the people who are running. And then the AGM's not until the 22nd. So our show on the 16th, we're going to be reaching out to all the people who uh, have put their names forward um, to come on the show on the 16th. Um, and uh, we can have a little chat to them about what they what they foresee and what they what they want to see in their uh, in, in, in if they were to be successful uh, in, in the election. Um, that'll be on the 16th of June. So, um, so yeah, got a couple of good episodes coming up actually, because the, the one on the 9th, we've got something uh, cool planned as well. So, so listen out for that, but yeah, look, whole, whole replacement of board. Um, I think in the past, I think in the past on reflection, we've kind of, when I say we, I mean, I, I'm <laughs> happy to take responsibility here, have bashed the board around a little bit for um essentially in my eyes not fulfilling their responsibility um now it, that can look as if that i'm just sort of bashing them for because i'm in the i'm you know I, I i do this show and it's easy for me to do it and you know i can spout off and say whatever like that that was really not my intention um well i don't know but what what it what what i will say um is that we want to, with this show, help people out there who might be thinking, I really want to be involved, but I'm not sure how. Um, I really want to be involved, but I'm not sure what would be the right kind of role for me. Or I've heard about this role that does this. Is that what it's all about? Or are there other things involved? So we're going to go through some of the board positions in a minute and, and give you a bit of a flavour for the kind of thing you might be signing up for uh, if you want to want to run. And I would encourage anybody who wants to um, get involved, who wants to be part of the future of New Zealand Disc Golf, to do so. This is a fantastic opportunity. The, the, with the whole board leaving, what they've done is they've gifted the New Zealand Disc Golf community a fantastic opportunity to springboard New Zealand Disc Golf and the organization into the future um, with a fresh set of uh, a fresh set of uh, people um, uh, on the board. None of the previous politics, none of the previous uh, controversies, 
none of the previous um, conflicts of interest, um, and really kind of get to start again, kind of draw the line, all right, the last year, we can talk about how it might have been a missed opportunity with the growth of the game, whatever. We can talk about that another time. Right now, let's focus on the future, and let's focus about getting in a, an effective, uh, determined, competent board that's going to take the um, New Zealand disc golf into the future. Because if you think anything like me, you really enjoy the sport, enjoy the community, and it's a big part of your life, um, and you want to see it kind of respected um, like that. So how does that sound, Brady? Should we sh- should we get on with it? Yeah. Right, now. What do we got? Um, Take us through some of these positions. What what can people look out for when it comes to like putting their hand forward? Right. Well, let's start, shall we? Um, let's start at the top. Um, oh, come on! You don't want to start here, Matt? Uh, <laughs> absolutely, I do not. Absolutely, um, I do not want to do that. Um, but here we go. This is second, this is by the way. Second. Sorry. Oh, I second that nomination. <laughs> Is that allowed? So, so here we go. Here we go. This um this is this is this is probably I in in my eyes, this is the most this is the one of the key positions um in the board. There's really for me probably three key positions, and this is one of them, right? So now we've yeah, I was Go gonna on. say, take me through that. So, like, what on this list makes this a key position for you? Like, right. why okay. is the chairman so important? Okay, first up, I've put a little star by it because it's one of the positions we have to have, right? So the constitution says you've got to have a board of at least four, and you've got to have a chair, and then we'll get to the others in a minute. But it's a treasurer and a secretary. You have to have those three, and then one other, right? And they've all got to be different people. You can't have someone be chairman and treasurer. That's not allowed. And you can't. Um, and, and so those three have got to be three independent people. All right. Um, the reason why this role, I think, is one of the most important is for. And I will say, actually, before I do, the, the points we've got on here, they're not exhaustive. There'll be other things that people will do. And there'll be other things that people will be shouting at me going, oh, yeah, but they do this as well. Absolutely right. This is not an exhaustive. If I've tried to pick out the main kind of things and kind of translate them somewhat from the NZDG constitutional language, which uh, if you chat to Paul Deacon, and um, please do, um, uh, is, is uh, we'll, we'll, you'll get an idea of the, 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 kind, of, the kind of wording used right um okay so um it's it's really important because it's the it's the figurehead right it's the leader the leadership role it's the person who sets the direction and strategies and vision and plan for the whole organization right so you think about all the leaders in whatever thing you might be doing it might be the ceo of your work it might be the prime minister it might be um the head coach or of a of your favorite sports team right their responsibility primarily is to set the direction and say this is where we want to steer the ship this is my idea for the future and they give a vision they they talk in language hopefully which allows people to see what the future might look like a vision is called a vision because you want to convey what you're seeing in your in your head and in your mind as what you think the future looks like 
and this role i think is the that's that's where this 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 role really comes into its own sure it's got a lot of kind of uh what you might call um uh, kind of things you kind of have to do the kind of the kind of nitty-gritty like you've got to chair the meetings and ensure the constitution's followed and you've got to make sure there's quorum at the meetings you go for etc but it's much more than that um the, the main the main grunt of this role is the person is is about setting the vision and saying this is where I, I want to see us in 12 months time this is kind of stuff that i want to have seen us achieve um and it, and they're also then responsible for ensuring that the directors, who are probably the ones who are going to do more of the grunt work and more of the kind of pushing pushing it along, um, have got the support they need um, in order to do that. Um, there's other things I've got on here. Represent New Zealand Disc Golf to media, government, sponsors, etc. Um, and um, they've they've got to do a, a report on the uh, on NZDG um, and each AGM, which we should look forward to. Um, any any thoughts, Brady? No, no, no. I, I mean, like I, I, you covered it. You well, you, you also peg a, a a visionary leader um, as the chair. I've also seen like uh, chairs be very good uh, who are supportive. So not necessarily the vision setter themselves, but you talk about it in the bottom of like sometimes it's the directors who are the ones like setting the vision and having the goals and the chair just does a really good job of supporting and keeping them all together, if that makes sense. And so like still steering the ship, but not necessarily like setting that vision. Um, I've seen that as good chairs doing that as well. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a it's a great position for somebody who's and look, you don't need to have had any other um, previous experience. We'll talk a little, little bit more about you know personally what I would like to see in the uh, in the uh, what are they called? What do they call them? Um, uh, in their letter of candidacy, um, I'll explain yeah. a little bit more what I would like to see um, in the letter of candidacy um from uh from, from all the positions a little bit later on but um yeah the, the the chair i think is is one of the most important ones so look you don't have to have had a previous experience as a ceo or chairman of the board or whatever anybody can do this right all you got to do is be over 18 and a member of new zealand disc golf in order to be um uh, appointed here there's heaps of people available um and you might be one of those people you might be sat there going actually do you know what I, I think I can do this. I think I can be, I can, I've got a, I've got a good idea of where New Zealand disc golf should go. Um, uh, and if, if that's, if that's, if that's you back yourself, back yourself. Um, we'd love to, we'd love to see, we'd love to see people step forward. Right. Next one. Uh, the next one on the list is secretary. <clears throat> so the secretary role, um, Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> the secretary role uh, is um, it's quite it's it quite it's more administratively heavy than some of the other roles. Uh, recall board meetings, keep, keep the membership register up to date. That's got to be a nightmare job, eh? Keeping the membership register up to date. I mean, that's going to be changing all the time with um, with new tournaments and making sure people's contact details and all that are, are kept up to date as, as best as possible. Um, uh, ensuring all correspondence is received and replied to in a timely manner. It's, it, it would it, it would suit somebody who's got attention to detail, who's got um, uh, who's who's very methodical, who's very organised, 
Um, they oversee the elections and liaise with uh, the national and international sports organisations. So that might be Sport New Zealand or the PDGA. Um, and the and and so it's quite a it's a role really suitable for somebody who's uh, who, who's who's quite organised, who wants to keep themselves. Um, you know, has really got their kind of ducks in a row when it comes to to, to, to sorting things out. And uh, we all know those kind of people, eh? Uh, well, you know, like also it could just be that quiet person who likes to listen, you know, like who's a good listener and who can take notes. Um, so a lot of times, you know, like the secretary is the unsung hero of, you know, like a board <clears> where, <throat> you know, like they just quietly ticking away in the background, you know, like making, yeah, you know, like crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. And so, you know, like, Secretary might be one of those, you know, like, oh, are you a little bit nervous about, you know, like you have to be up in front of people or running meetings and that Ooh. kind of stuff. It's like, nope, you kind of, you know, you get to hide behind a computer screen a little bit or your laptop and, and keep notes and like that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, oh, like you're super passionate, but you might not be as outgoing, but you still, you know, like want to do your part, you know, like, well, maybe yeah, the secretary totally. is for you. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And, a lot of this stuff is, is built in now, you know, like with the website, their email addresses for all the board positions now. Um, so it's, a, this position is actually a lot easier than it used to be. Um, so the idea too, that, you know, working closely with the tour director, a lot of that, Oh, you, um, and the president or the chair, you know, like that it's, uh, considerably easier than it used to be. So it's not right. as much chasing around more of, yeah, just dot and I here, cross the T there and yeah, you're good to go. Absolutely. I mean, you don't need to be some Steve Jobs visionary to make an impact in New Zealand disc golf. This is a really key role. Um, and it's got a star by it because we need one. You have to have a secretary. So, um, yeah, so that's um, the next position um, that we've got. Uh, third position that we've got tonight is a uh, another mandatory one. Can you guess what it is? The money man. Or money woman. man or woman, indeed. Uh, it's the treasurer. Uh, we've got to have one of these. Uh, keep proper accounting records. Prepare financial statement. It's basically a, it's basically the money person, right? Ensures the bills are paid and debts are received. Ensuring fiscal compliance. Um, yeah, making sure that all those seven dollars are paid, eh? Um, uh to be fair, it's one of the things that's not talked about quite a bit, and it's the one opportunity that I think I'm most excited about that people might not know. So for you listeners out there, if you're wondering, you know, like, oh, where does this $7 go? Mm. Well, now's your chance to have a say. Last I checked, last I knew, there's something like $15,000 sitting in a, the NZDG account waiting to be spent wow. or used or allocated or, you know, Talk about growth of the game. What would you do with $15,000 to improve New Zealand disc golf or disc golf around the country? Hmm. What would you do? Would you send, you know, our national <coughs> champion to the Champions Cup every year? Would you send, uh, you know, would you put on a tournament? Would you uh, like match play? Would you have a like touring kit of baskets and tee pads and signs and all of that hmm. that could travel the country? What would you do? You know, like in the idea that, Exactly. Where do all these $7 go? How do you make sure that all the $7 are accounted for? We are a nonprofit. You know, there's nothing more satisfying than, you know, like making the book, you know, equals zero at the end of it. So yeah, you know, definitely a fun position in the idea of, you know, yeah, if you have an idea, this again, another kind Ooh. of quiet, necessary position that it's like, oh, are you good? Are you organized? Are you a details oriented person? Um, you know, do you like kind of 
are you a mystery kind of person? Do you like following things to the end of like, oh, where'd this receipt come from? Or, you know, so-and-so hasn't paid this invoice from that tournament. You know, like, let's follow that up. You know, is, are you a detective? Are you, is the devil in the details? Is that your kind of work? Maybe the secretary or this treasurer could be for you. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, and you may not be the person who necessarily comes up with the ideas, but you probably are the gatekeeper, which says whether, you know, something could be afforded or not. So you'd certainly have a big say in um, in, in the way that that money is spent. And just in case anybody's wondering um, about this, this $7 we keep banging on about, $7 of every player's entry fee to every New Zealand disc golf sanctioned event goes to New Zealand disc golf. So that's what we're talking about. So you take the number of events that are held across New Zealand uh, per year. It's got to be what, 25, something like that. I, I, I'm guessing now. I'm, I'm sure. Counted. 20 but, is a safe number. Yeah. 20, 25. And then you count how many people are playing in each one. Okay. And uh, you know, I don't know, average. Uh, yeah. But the average is probably closer to about 60 to let's call it 70. 75 maybe so that's 75 times 20 times 7 um, which is quite a big number and 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 yeah some of it goes towards covering insurance and there'll be some other administrative costs etc but um the a, a large part of it won't be going towards that and uh, and 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 the treasurer will have uh, uh, is is a role that's really important to ensure that um the money of uh New Zealand disc golf is 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 kept and spent well um as well as collected appropriately well, and the other thing, too, is I'm pretty sure um, in kind of past elections over the last like three to four years, they've also elected and had accountants and two various two different accountants, one in Auckland, one in Wanaka, I believe, who have been helping out and who are kind of like on minor board or like kind of the like treasurer committee. So the idea of, you know, like you have heaps of help. So don't think that you're on it alone. There are heaps of other members who are here to help mm-hmm. you do that kind of stuff, you know, I can, I'm hopefully the handover will be good, you know, like I was super happy to finally have correspondence. So yeah, you know, like looking forward to a good handover as well to let this new board, you know, like kind of hit the ground running. Totally. Uh, next up, um, next up is one of the other positions that I, I see as being uh, key, right? Is that really key? Um is the deputy chair, right? So they're not just there to step in if the chairperson's sick or whatever, but um, there's there's a little bit more than that. Um, fundraising and sponsorship for NZDG and for NZDG tour events. Encouraging and supporting growth and development. They might be the person who's got um, some ideas about how to uh, support the growth of the game. Um, liaise with uh, affiliated clubs. So that's each of the clubs that are based around the country. Um, Greater Wellington Disc Golf is is one, and there's probably one in the town where you are. Um, then you uh, then you're liaising with those clubs to make sure that they've got the support from the governing body of the country that they've got everything that they they can do to succeed locally. Um, also there to set up the conflict of interest policy. It is already there. Um, it's already written. It's on the NZDG website. You can go and check it out. Um, but there may be times when um, uh, where, where that has to be um, uh, reviewed. Um, and there may be times when it has to be um, looked at in a little bit more um, detail. And to also to oversee uh, any disciplinary processes as well. Um, yes, uh, Bray Marsden, <laughs> the, the crack whipper. Um, yeah, uh, indeed. Um, let's hope it doesn't come to that. But the, uh, the, the deputy chair, I think is another key role because it, the, the, it, for, for your, for your, um, 
for your jobs, you've got a Wozniak, and I, I think that this is this is the Wozniak of uh, of NZDG, if that's an appropriate um, if that's an appropriate uh, simile. I don't know, but um, well, yeah, I kind of want to put it as like the people's champion. You know what I mean? Like that idea that mm. with all the clubs around the country and that kind of stuff, the idea that mm. well, what if there was one person that you know, like I is the great, you know, the chair of the Greater Wellington Club, you know, like would love to have a like direct you know, kind of, I don't even think supposedly in past AGMs, you know, like the communications director or deputy, I don't know who it falls under anymore, you know, like would reach out to clubs being like, Oh, do you have any updates about the club of like, what's going on? Mm. You know, like we didn't get that this year. And so, yeah, I'd love to have like this kind of people's champion, this deputy chair that, you know, I could talk to early A's with or be like, oh, you know, like we got this stuff going on at Wellington. It'd be great, you know, if you guys could promote it through like NZDG, um, you know, and it, it'd be nice to kind of, yeah, have that that contact. Um, and so, yeah, I would love a, a great, um, you know, gregarious kind of deputy chair um, would be would be fantastic. Yeah, really someone who suits would suit someone who really enjoys on getting stuff done, you know, a doer, someone who really likes getting their hands dirty and, uh, and, 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 and getting involved and can can is, is someone who is doesn't necessarily need to come up with the ideas, but is good at translating the ideas into meaningful actions and then doing those actions or helping people to to do those actions. I, I think that that's a, if, if, if you think that that's you and maybe you've got experience of that in your professional life or whatever then um, then this this could well be the role for you um i think it's uh, i think it's a really really key role uh next up is a tour director um a little bit of a surprise for me this one that um our current tour director roberts is is going to be leaving um he's made in the last year perhaps one of the largest changes to the new zealand tour uh, in a while, would you agree with that, Brady? Uh, I I have personal. I was tour director once many years ago, and so mm. you know, like I laid the groundwork for what Roberts was able to take to the next step. But unfortunately, between my tenure and his tenure, um, uh, things got lost. Uh, and so, as an um, yes, I would I would argue that Roberts has done an incredible job. Um, you know, like it's one of those when he came through with his manifesto uh, and yeah. what he was able to achieve uh, with the like tour criteria and like what, you know, like the standards that he held uh, me to running nationals that he held um, Johnny Ferrari and, and Inver Cargill and, and Disc Golf South too when they ran the Southern Smash, um, you know, that yes, you know, like he did, he's done incredible work when it comes to uh, setting the tone of his mm. role on the board. Um, you know, like it is unfortunate that he's stepping down, but I, I can understand uh, the frustrations that he must have felt um, in, in getting what he achieved over the line. Um, and so, you know, like, yeah, it's definitely a bit of uh, it's a shame, but I would argue that the cornerstone and, and the foundation that, you know, like he has laid and other tour directors have laid before him um, is is a great starting point for whoever wants to take this on you know and the idea with so much coming up in the world the idea that tour director is yeah you know like absolutely essential you know like the idea that our organization is is majoritively it's events and tournaments you know like and, and that's what this organization is all about so the idea that you have one person who's leading that charge who is that 
point of contact when it comes to everything, you know, like the buck stops with me kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, yeah, this is definitely a, if you want your, if you want to be in the know, if you want to know what's going on, if you want to know what's coming up, if you're one of those people who, yeah, you know, like is thinks ahead, likes to plan ahead is organized, you know, like is good with deadlines. This is a perfect role for you. Um, you know, yeah. And it's definitely a, Robert's created everything, you know, like that the tour criteria is back and better than ever. Uh, mm. like deadlines are back and better than ever. Like it's, it's built for you. You literally just, are you a checklist kind of person? Do you like checking things off a list? Then this is the role for you. Robert's made you a checklist, like run with it. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, you, you're absolutely right though. It's a, it's, it's a sport that revolves heavily around, especially at a national level around the tour and the and the events i would uh, i would argue that one of the roles that this that this uh this job have has sorry um perhaps this year more than other years certainly i hope in in more than years in the future is bringing back a bit of prestige to the new zealand tour in terms of the tour winner or the tour leader um and the the you know the the way in which the points the tour points have been done and communicated in the past I found a little bit confusing, um, and you know I've got a data analytics team to to help me out, um, and uh, I I find that they if if there's for me New Zealand disc golf tour points don't really mean a great deal, um, and 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 I think that it, that's a shame you know the uh, you look overseas and the the DGPT tour. Um, and who's winning in tour points is a is a big deal, right? Um, I don't get that sense that same sense, albeit um, you, you could argue that it would be it would be uh, you know f- fit for size. Um, I don't get that same level of kind of prestige from 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 the New Zealand tour. So I hope that that's something which the tour director can uh, can do. So if you're sat there and you're thinking, yeah, New Zealand tour that that's really important, but I've got some ideas how to make it better. Or indeed, you've been to a tournament that hasn't lived up to the standards you think it should for a tour event, especially if it's a major, then this could be the role for you. Because it's the um, it's, it's, it's the role that ensures that tour events are run appropriately, that standards are followed, and that, um, that, the, that the right decisions are made when it comes to who hosts um, what tournaments, as well as helping out sort out the calendar, right? So that you don't get too many. Nobody wants to see um, two tournaments played on the same weekend, right? It's, it's probably bound to happen, but as much as possible, we should try to avoid it, so that so that mo- more people can get to more events. You don't agree with me? I don't, not at all. So you, so okay, so okay, in in the world that we live in currently, right, yep. where there are weekends free, yeah, right. Do you think that there it, it would be right to put, for example, an event on a um uh I don't know, there was a clash. Where was the clash? Um there's often King King Country Classic clashes with Queenstown Classic, or at least it has in the past, I believe. Is that the are they the two that have clashed? I think they're the uh, two that have or like Paradise and that kind of stuff. So yes, there have been North Island, South Island clashes. Yeah. Uh, so look, so t- talk me through this because I'd love to. I also like to hear your, your thoughts in the comments about this because obviously we're disagreeing. What talk us through your reasons for why they should or you know support for why they should be on the same weekend? Um, well, it's one of those that for me, this is so. Um, 
what like number three point three ensure tour events are run appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, there's part of me that uh, just like the board um, in the past has not been held accountable. Um, you know, and and so they're being held accountable now. I would argue that for mm-hmm. me as a tournament director, uh, that tournament directors are not being held accountable. Um, and so the idea of like you said, you know, like majors that don't feel like majors or tour points that don't feel like tour points. And so that idea for me, I would argue that like over time, I want, I don't mind if two things are are the same weekend, but I would argue that theoretically one of them should be like a major or, you know, like it's built into the tour criteria of 60 point or 50, that there are different levels, right? Mm -hmm. So like the PDGA has like A tiers, B tiers, majors, C tiers, all of that, you know? And so that idea of, right, well, there are two events, you know? And arguably some are going to be easier. And and with the growth of the game that we are seeing with tournaments selling out within hours, if days, weeks, whatever it is, that we're going to need more than one event on one weekend. And that mm. I'd love to see a tour director take the reins when it comes to we're having a major. The major is in this town on this weekend. But, you know, like if you can't make it to Tomura Nui, which is in the middle of the North Island, which is hard for South Island players to get to. But, you know, well, what if the 50 pointers in Tomaranui, but then there's a C tier or, you know, like a, a 40 pointer in Timaru, nothing against Timaru, Timaru, you're great. You know, like just using that as an example, you know what yeah. I mean? And the idea of what it does is it also creates incentive for tournament directors to one, create incredible events. So the idea that you make events that people want to come to you, they're played on courses that people want to play. So that idea of, and then they're held accountable by the tour, by the tour director, if that makes sense. So the idea of like the Beaver State Fling, the Masters Cup, you know, like there are certain events that used to be on the pro tour that are now silver series events due to various reasons, but people still play them. People still play the Memorial, even though it's silver. They're not, they're not held on the same weekend as other DGPT events. Oh, They're held in between. They're held on the same weekend as other silver series. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's right. I'd have to check. Um, but my, I, I think my 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 point here is I think it's a shame, and we've got some some people have commented on this that Timur and Coastal Cup clash in a month's time. And as yep. I was putting together the uh, the the. Um, the upcoming events, which we'll share with you um, shortly. Um, you're absolutely right. The other clash um, occurs later on in the year um, when the Bros for Change uh, clashes with Faultline Fury. Now, the Bros for Change isn't a tour event, so you can kind of see what's happened. What's happened there, right? Um, and Faultline Fury um, last year was in November, but previous to that has always been in August. Um, but I would, I would still argue that it's the tour director because I don't think we're at a point where there's where we've got too many tournaments for the weekends that we have, right? I, I don't think that's the case. And so I, I'd like to see, personally, the tour director work with tournament directors to try and ensure that you don't get two events running on the same, um, on the, on the same weekend. Now, having said that, if there were events that were vying to be part of the tour, but weren't, right, because they weren't up to scratch yet, then I can kind of see where that's going. And, and that's what the the uh, DGPT Silver Series is about, right? It's about events that um, that are 
not quite up to scratch for a number of different reasons. Could be the course, could be the uh, um, uh, the the availability for coverage, could be the um, the payouts, could be the whatever it is, right? Um, but at some point, probably want to get back on the tour. Um, then I can see that there's there would then be a, a a kind of a point for it. But I just don't think we've. I think we've got too many. We've got more weekends than we have tournaments. So if it couldn't be a, if it can be arranged, then why not have them on separate weekends? So for example, that both in terms of the Timaru and the Coastal Cup, right? We, there's there's the weekend before and then two three weekends after both of those tournaments when one of them could be run. And then if there's someone going, hey, I, I want to go to the Coastal Cup and I want to go to Timaru, they can do that. But currently they can't. And it, and and I think that also it also does another thing. Because of New Zealand's geography, the natural split is North and South Island. Now, we might not be able to do anything about that. But what it does is it says, well, if you live in the North Island, you're probably going to go to um, Coastal Cup. Uh, if you're going to play disc golf in a, in a tour event on that weekend. And if you're in the South Island, you're probably going to go to Timaru. Same with uh, Bros for Change and, uh, and, and Faultline Fury. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned that in... Um, for Faultline Fury, we're not going to see anyone, anybody from Christchurch come up because you've got the Bros for Change Classic that's on the same weekend. And I think a little bit of communication can stop that. And what I wouldn't want to see is this is is too many tournaments where you have this North Island players and South Island players, right? So you have tournaments that are just full of North Island players because there happens to be an, a, 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 an event on in the South Island on the same day. Now, appreciate that there will be some people who go between both and it's not going to be completely split. But... For the vast majority of the case, I would I suspect that what we will see in June um, at, for Coastal Cup and for Timaru um, is a split in North and South Island as to who goes to where. There'll be a few people who who, who float about, float about, but I would suspect that ninety to ninety five percent of the entrance to both of those tournaments will be from the island that hosts them, and that wouldn't be the case if they were split on different weekends. Lies. Absolutely. You don't reckon? I've been playing in this country for 10 mm. years. You okay. tell me one player who wants to play in both of those events, in either of those events. Heck, like, if you want to play in all those events, but you can't, leave a message in the comment below. You know, like, let me know. Because as a tournament director, as a tour director, the idea that we have been North Island, South Island split forever forever like it is it doesn't matter if there's a clash on the weekend the idea that there are less than a dozen and like we are constantly constantly fighting over like two three four players when tournaments are selling out at 160 why then if we have 160 people attending event are we worried about two people whinging because they're on the same weekend what about the other 158 players who are coming to your event do they matter? Do they care? Like, I am I would argue that, like, Phil said it in the comments. Thank you, Phil. Um, I'm super passionate about this, that I think competition is a healthy thing. Um, mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love catering and being welcoming to everyone. You know, like, and yes, but, like, with the growth of the game, run a goddamn good event and make <clears> people <throat> come to your event, regardless of what island they live on. You know, and, like, until the point that like we're not selling out every event, I would argue we're going to sell out both. Just run a better event. Competition is healthy. I'm 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 sick of this fighting over like four people. 
you know, like cater to 156, cater to 160, you know, like worry about those guys. Stop catering to the four who are going to whinge about it. Just, just make up your mind. You, you can't have everything, you know, you have to make sacrifices. It's how it works. It's called life. It ain't fair. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> that's there, right. we that's- there we go. Indeed. Um, well, what can I say? Brady, the tour director, is. If you're somebody who's got Brady's passion um, for the the way in which tour tour should be run, then um, then this could be the uh, this could be the, the the role for you. You'd certainly have a big say in how things were done. You also get to decide. You also get to do some pretty cool things, like decide who is going to host nationals and who's going to host. Um, the uh the uh, north island and south island champs so that's pretty cool as well um so yeah um <clears throat> who's next who's next or, the next yeah, role not done. The, the next role we have is outreach Whoop. outreach now i think this outreach is a, or outreached <laughs> this is outreach um now I, I think this is perhaps a little bit of a and it could be down to the um to the to the incumbent absenteeism, but it, I, I think this is a little bit of a forgotten role. Um, <clears throat> um, it's it's really an important one. It's an important one. It might not have the glamour of some of the others, but it is really important to about what does NZDG look to someone who doesn't know about disc golf, to someone who just walks by the park and sees someone throwing a disc. Maybe they see a flag in a park that they that they previously haven't seen one in because there happens to be an event going on there. What kind of um, what kind of things can New Zealand disc golf do to get out into the community, to get out into schools, into community groups, to places where disc golf isn't currently played, and put discs in the hand of um, people who, um, who who might not otherwise. Um, have it and and Keith's Keith's uh, view on this is the most important role in the game and and you could argue that it is it's it's certainly uh, the role that could uh, that could have perhaps the uh, the, the biggest impact um, in future um, securing funding for outreach and education so this is about getting um, uh, funding from from church from trusts from donations from other other places for for events to be able to be put on, for discs to be put into the hands of people, preferably kids, who have never had the chance to play before. Um, also really important um, from an educational perspective um, to ensure that uh, people are playing the, the, the sport safely. They're following the, all the, uh, the, the guidelines that they should there and, uh, and that everybody who might be in sight of a disc golf disc um, doesn't cop onto the head, and, uh, and and everybody everybody goes away with a smile on their face. So yeah, look, it's a really important important role. Brady, any anything to add? Well, yeah, you know, like I would argue that there are plenty of things going on around the world uh, when it comes to like outreach. You have all you know the Ricky White, the Saki Bomb Foundation. You have the Paul McBeth Foundation. You have like Edge Disc Golf. You have You Play Disc Golf. Um, I know just as close as Australia. You know, like their outreach has. Uh, understands that different states have different things when it comes to like coaching or going into school. So they help coaches get, you know, like uh, police certificates and coaching certified in like certain states so that, you know, they can do more in their community. Um, You know, like, yeah, I definitely think that there's heaps of growth within New Zealand, you know, and the idea that we have funds when it comes to, you know, yeah, what it, what if you wanted to like host an event or, you know, like you wanted to go into your local school and, and involve them or your local um, 
you know, retirement home. I would argue that there's, you know, don't get me wrong, like kids are the future of the sport, but I would argue that there's plenty of enjoyment and fulfillment out there for all players of all abilities and all ages. And so that idea of, you know, like the, I know that there have been active members of our community, um, you know, like uh, uh, Paul from Christchurch being one of those, you know, like of, well, what about the older generations, those aid protected, you know, like divisions, you know, what are we doing for them? You know, like there's plenty of outreach there. And, you know, like I would love personally to see like more, more of that being done in schools. Like you said, you know, like getting that generation, that next generation into the sport and giving us more viability. So yeah, there's, there's heaps of, of room for growth, you know, like that's kind of arguably what this is about, you know, like where do you see growth and, and outreach, I would argue is, is, away from the tournament side of things and more about the community side of things. So, you know, like what about the disc golf community? Do you enjoy, what would you like to see more of, you know, like that's a real, this could be a really good spot for you. Um, you know, like if you do like that grassroots, if you do like that, um, that kind of growth of the community of the numbers of the courses, you know, like this might be the role for you. Yeah. Look, it's, it's a real kind of um, it's, it's almost a, it's almost a, a, a role that's quite, you know, you've, you've almost got your back to New Zealand disc golf and you're looking out towards the rest of the world. Do you know what I mean? And, and trying, trying to improve the reach of New Zealand disc golf. And it's, 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 it's less about the current players and more about future players and players who perhaps um, uh, haven't, haven't had chance to play uh, before, or, you know, some people don't even know about the sport, which I think is a crying shame. Um, but the, uh, the, the, yeah, it's a really, really important role. If you think you're the kind of person who has maybe got ties with, um, with, with local community groups or is very good at sort of getting in with, um, uh, with, with, uh, with, with people who, um, have, lots of influence perhaps or perhaps you're you're the kind of person who's um organized this kind of thing in the past i don't know maybe for a, your local club then this could be the role for you it's it's a really important role but perhaps one that is more forgotten than than others um uh, but you know because it, it doesn't you know it's not the, it's not one of the big three or four um but it's certainly really really important really important uh finally this is position number seven um, of on the disc golf board is communications. <clears throat> Why is this seven? This should be heaps higher on the list. Uh, well, maybe, but these are, you know, these are not ranked in any order of importance. Um, I'll let, I'll let um, people come to their own judgment on that. Um, communications. It's uh, it, it really is. I mean, it's about communicating with members. It's about communicating with, uh, non-members, members of the public, uh, people who um, <clears throat> want to talk, want to talk about uh, New Zealand disc golf uh, in the media. Uh, you're kind of the you, you might be the front the front person for that. Um, or you certainly would assist with the uh, uh, with with how it with how it would go along. You would manage the external facing Facebook sites, the website. Um, any other things? I don't know if they got Instagram. Have NZDG got an Instagram? I don't know. Um, uh, be... Technically, but I think it's run by a non-NZDG board member. <laughs> okay, well, maybe the communication. Uh, and we like, I'm looking at you. Them. Okay, well, maybe the uh, new communications director wants to bring that under their stewardship. Um, but the yeah, being the first point of contact for queries, and it, crucially, 
getting um, uh, the queries responded to in a timely manner. Um, that's really, really important. Um, I, I've spoken to um, more than one person who uh, who's had frustration in the past about not having their uh, communications answered um, uh, in a timely way. And in also ensuring the views of members are properly represented to the board. This is so important, right? This is so important for making sure that the board doesn't get in a little kind of, um, uh, in this kind of uh, bubble and just kind of goes off and does it own, does its own thing, but actually remembers that they've got about, I don't know, 800 to 1,000 members, I'm guessing, probably more, um, that want, that have probably have views and certainly have, um, opinions and, and, and of ways that things should be done. So um, communications is so, so important. Uh, also also key for just letting people know about things, right? Could be tournaments, could be upcoming um, AGMs and, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, making sure people um, have the all the information they need uh, is so important to um, the organization. And I was going to say, honestly, uh, if for any of our younger listeners out there, yeah, who are... Um, in the know when it comes to social media, I would argue that New Zealand Disc Golf could, you know, if they had a TikTok, oh my goodness. Um, are you are you an influencer? Do you want to be an influencer? Would you love to get like some experience using social media for, you know, like a national governing body? Hello, New Zealand Disc Golf is looking for one, i.e. <clears throat> over there. Um, communications would be great for you. You know, like, do you like following a schedule? Do you know how to put an alarm in your phone to make a post? Um, you know, like is posting your kind of thing. Communications uh, is simple. It's fun. It's playful. Um, I miss the days, the early days of Facebook, the early days of New Zealand disc golf, where Facebook was your end all be all, you know, maybe it's, are you a website guy? You an IT guy, you know, like, do you think that you could add a couple bells and whistles when it comes to alerts and emails and newsletters? Uh, you know, like, do you like being in the know? Um, this could be the perfect role for you. Mm. Um, you know, if, if you are frustrated and think, oh, man, I could send out one email a month, you know, hashtag secretary New Zealand disc golf, like, you know, come on. Uh, if, if you think you can send an email a month, uh, this might be the role for you. Uh, so don't overlook it. Um, it is arguably for me, I find it super important, especially right, you know, like that not only are you the like liaison between members and the board, arguably more importantly, you are the connection between the board and the members. Um, so that idea of those newsletters going out with you, shout out to Robert stepping up into the role, you know, like he's tour director and he's the one who sent out the email about the AGM. Mm. Um, so big shout out to him. So yeah, if you, you know, if you can draft a, a perfectly good email, you know, if you make all your coworkers laugh, uh, you know, perhaps this is the role for you. Yeah, look, um, it, it, there's it, you, you're right, and it's not just about it's not just about Facebook and 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 etc. It's also uh, ensuring that you know that there's people a whole heap of people out there who don't use social media or Facebook or for whatever reason. Um, it's ensuring that you've got communication strategies that cater for as many as reasonable um, people within the within the um, association to be able to get the message out and be able to communicate um, effectively. Um, right, we've had a few. Um, that's the final um, uh, role, actually, uh, on the board. There's seven. They're incredibly diverse. There's seven very different roles that would suit seven very different people. Um, and that's kind of how it's been designed. You, I, I think you, you want diversity of opinion, diversity of 
background potentially um it, with a board like this um and so if you think that any of these roles um might be the thing that um you want or you need for you know the next bit of um your life to help out New Zealand disc golf and you've got a passion for for, for wanting to wanting to make a difference then uh, I would encourage you to um put yourself forward to that note you might be sat there going yeah look, it's not for me but when you're out on the course you might get chatting with someone um and they might be talking about some of the roles encourage and support your local players and friends um and club members uh, if they show an interest we'd love to see um uh, as many people um put their names forward for these roles as possible um it gives um it as i said it, it, the the competition um makes the uh, makes it a lot um uh, makes it a lot better for us now we've had some uh comments come through so let's just address some of these comments um if we may i'm just going to go back a little bit um right where are we going to go first first one to go is to phil's actually um <coughs> I'm, I'm presuming this this comment was in relation to the outreach director Correct. Um, and, I, and I just wanted to say that um, NZDG does have the ability to set up working groups um, where they can bring in people who may not be full, who aren't full board members in order to um, achieve things like this and act as local ambassadors reporting through to an outreach director who would coordinate and, and, and report on and, and set direction, etc. And also act as perhaps a, uh, a, a a liaison point or a or a singularity for this kind of stuff so um i would say <clears throat> the mechanism already exists yes it looks like that might be the thing and whoever comes in as outreach director may well um use that as as, as something which uh which they would um they want to take advantage of um well, and don't forget the deputy chair liaises directly with like affiliated clubs though what affiliated mm. clubs means um i'm not quite sure so you know like yeah i'd argue that you know that kind of what phil is addressing falls under both of those roles i would argue that outreach is a bit more of like you said before of those people who don't know what disc golf is or mm -hmm. that kind of like local person who's trying to start a club and then once the club becomes official and and affiliated, then that, you know, like contact is kind of handed off to the deputy chair yeah. based on kind of the descriptions that, that we've seen in the constitution. Mm -hmm. What other um, comments? Oh, oh, there got, we go. No, I'm not going to answer this. Um, look, the, uh, if, if you're the kind of person who, <laughs> good try Leon. Um, if you're the kind of person who um, is, has, has, has thinks that they fit one of these roles um, and, um, has got a passion for helping New Zealand disc golf. I want you to put your name forward. Uh, you know who you are. Um, yeah. Um, Iran has commented with a big look. Oh, he's covered us up uh, with a big, <laughs> with a big comment. Um, and, and actually, it doesn't doesn't fully fit it. So I'll I'll read it out. Um, uh, I I personally think that NZDG committee members should get incentives, pay, perks. How can we expect people to put in so much time into a role without getting something for their time? Start small and grow as the organization grows free entry to events, travel expenses, etc. For two tournaments would be a good start. It's not a bad idea. Couldn't believe it when Robert's Tommy's tour director pays entry fees and travel. Now, interesting thought. <laughs> uh, Brady, uh, I've got some thoughts on this. Go ahead. I want to hear yours first. Okay. Because I, I was in Robert's role. So I yeah. want to hear what you think from the outside. 
Okay, well, it's interesting you should say from the outside because uh, I think this is a, a, a perfectly reasonable thing to consider, right? A perfectly reasonable thing to consider and be debated about as a board. Um, and it would probably be significant enough to have to go to a member's vote. Um, and But what I would say is if you're the kind of person who believes that this is the kind of thing that should be done, well, there's only one way you're going to get it done, right? It's from the inside, right? No member is going to be able to put something forward like this. Um, I don't think, uh, maybe they could actually, but I'm, I, be, uh, I, I think it's, it's far more likely to come from the inside where if you're the kind of person who thinks, yeah, do you know what? They should be. So I'm going to go and I'm going to join the board. And one of the things I'm going to suggest um, on the board is that we should be paid, not because it, I think it might benefit me, but because I think it will benefit future me's um, and incentivize people to um, ensure that they, uh, well, incentivize people to step forward. But also, it's a lot easier to hold someone accountable when you know how much money they've been paid, right? <laughs> um, and so <clears throat> it, might, it might be that it starts off with travel expenses and tour entries, but I certainly don't think it's something that should be written off. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Um, yeah, what do you think? Um, I, for me, it's a very slippery slope. Um, and I would say that that's an, a a great end goal, but I would, for me personally, I feel there are a couple steps that need to happen kind of in between. Um, and well, so the idea that if we are like being run as a nonprofit organization, which I think that we are, um, Mm -hmm. based on the constitution and how it's reworded under like Paul Deacon's, uh, you know, like chair, um, previously the idea that First off, we need to be more transparent in the idea of like what and where our our finances go. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would argue that we're not currently there. Um, And so the idea of, yes, we have this like money in the kitty and, you know, like we have this money kind of coming in every year, but we aren't good when it comes to transparency and communication of those funds. Um, I would agree, you know, like there is a lot that goes into that, you know, I would argue that like entry fees and that kind of stuff would be great. But there's part of me that also knows right now, like when I ran nationals, it was me like running it out of my pocket, running it on my course, running it in my city, Um, you know, like with the help of the greater Wellington disc golf club and other people around the country, you know, like I didn't do it on my own, but it was also like an independent thing, if that makes sense. So it wasn't like Roberts, the tour director or Alan, the, the chair, was helping or assisting in the organization of nationals, if that makes sense. And so I would argue that New Zealand, when it comes to their like major events and like from what I've seen from the PDGA, their major events, Mm -hmm. uh, besides until recently when they got taken over by the Disc Golf Pro Tour, had a lot more say in the organization and running of those events. And so, you know, like I would say transparency in the books needs to come through. And then I would argue after that, the idea that and like, NZDG needs to take ownership of their events in the tour. Um, and then kind of at that point, it's like, look, we have transparency, you know, like we have ownership of these events in the tour. So now because we are running these events, because of that, like money and that kind of stuff coming through like our books and our website or whatever it is, um, then I would say, you know, like, but I would argue that, yeah, those would kind of be the first, like kind of the three steps program to that because i would argue if someone Mm -hmm. came in now and came into this role or any of the roles on the board and said we should get paid um i unfortunately think that that would be 
it'd be it'd be about the individual saying they yeah, wanted okay. to get paid yeah, for that role fair. rather than yeah. oh future means if that makes yeah. sense it's kind of like we as a board need to come clean and be transparent and then it's like mm. then we as a board could could ask or suggest those things if that makes sense it does um, yeah but, yeah no that i mean it, and it, yeah it does and you're absolutely right that it's not for profit right in the constitution um literally after the purpose of the association and even before they talk about the disc golfers code um it's said that new zealand disc golf is a not-for-profit organization and uh that uh, members of the association 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 are prohibited from making financial gain essentially from um from the activities so i mean it would require a constitutional change which requires a member's vote um i, I believe um there's someone who's more um uh, constitutionally versed who might be able to correct us there but um it, it there would there would need to be a process that go through and i think that some of the things you speak about are, are probably essentials to that process yeah. And, and like, I know from like running a club and, and doing that, that not for profit organizations, you can have salaries, you can have bonuses and all of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. those are kind of like amendments to the constitution, but the idea that like right now we don't really know where all of that is going. So the idea yeah. that a lot of kind of fuzzy money and fuzzy math could kind of come into this equation. And so that idea of like, Oh, oh Hey, look, I'm getting paid. Oh, Hey, look, I sneak in and I put 15 grand in my pocket. It's kind of like, wait a second. Now that's a little yeah. bit too much power too quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, I, I think this, you're probably right. There's probably some way to go, but it, it, it certainly, I don't think is a, is, is a goal that should be ruled out because we're, it's a not-for-profit organization or because of any other reason. I, I think it, if, if it's somewhere that um, if it's somewhere that the board, the new board, decide that actually, do you know what? Effectively, we can will be more effective if these kind of things um, come in place. Then, um, then I, I certainly shouldn't, um, wouldn't want to rule it out or, or prevent them from 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 going through the appropriate steps to ensure it happens in a manner that's transparent and is uh, okay with the members. Um, uh, it seems that um, yeah, covering expenses is allowed. Um, right now, we don't know where any of it is going. Not an excuse. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, you talk about this this kind of slush fund that they've they've got that is sat there doing what? Not being invested, not being well, you know, <laughs> sat in a bank account is not helping people who don't play disc golf play disc golf, and it's certainly not helping people who play disc golf be better disc golfers. So, um, it's 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 and and so you know, and there'll be other reasons um, why they should spend money, but for me, there's probably two of the main ones, right? Um, we've just before we go, um, it's been a long, long old show actually. Um, it's been a good show. Quite a lot. We've covered quite a lot. Right. We We're being we part of the solution. We are. We are. We're not just bashing the board over the head, um, which is which feels great. Now, um, <laughs> there's 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 a few things, however, just three things in summary. Um, three. three things that I would say that that I'd like to I'd like to say to you, the people listening to this. Um, first up, I've said it before. Put yourself forward. If you think you're the kind of person who um, could step into one of these roles and you've got a passion for driving New Zealand disc golf uh, forward in the future, then get involved. Put your name forward and get that letter of candidacy. The second thing I wanted to talk about is the letter of candidacy, right? In the past, and I've seen this in uh, in, in a number of places, in, in the past, I've seen letters of candidacy, which have talked about the person and maybe a little bit of history about them where they live and who their family is and where they 
first started playing disc golf and you know and it's lovely it's a it's a lovely little story um however when i am choosing who to vote for i want to know a little bit more i want to know about you the substance and the and the and the kind of your 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 feelings towards the role that you're applying for what kind of strategies are you going to uh, are you going to put in what kind of ideas have you got what, what, how do you feel about a particular subject? I want to see some kind of human stuff. I don't want to necessarily see an autobiography, right? Um, I, I want to see a little bit more than that. And if you, especially if you're going for a role such as chairman or outreach, I want to know what your vision is. What, what, what do you see the future being like? I want to be able to read the, your letter of candidacy and at the end go, yeah, I can imagine that. I can see where you're going. And that's the kind of thing that I think is more likely to grab people's imagination. And if we do have a battle for who's going to, it's not going to be an actual battle, but if we're going to have a vote, uh, <laughs> away, but if, if, if you're going to have an actual battle, indeed, yeah, um, uh, then uh, over who's going to do it, then I think it's going to, you've got more chance of swaying 50-50 voters, people who may not know you, they may not live in your same town or may have never met you before. If you talk about... Um, a vision and something that people can imagine in their in in their mind and if they agree with it they'll be on board um if they don't they won't and that's fair enough right you know do if 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 people don't um if people don't want to uh want to vote for you because they don't agree with your policies then you know sorry um, but yeah, that's that's just what it is. But I would say, look, in your letter of candidacy, think about it very carefully. I want to know a little bit about why you want to apply for the role and what are your values? What do you hold dear and what do you think is important? I think that's more likely to get people who vote for you to vote for you. Right. Uh, do we have candidacy letters from last year, Matt, still? Yeah, I think they're on the um, on the website. Uh, um could- Maybe. I'm tempted to kind of because everyone like wrote yeah. like this is what I want to do in like the next 12 months. 2021 uh, candidacy letters. Yeah, they're still on the website. Yeah. Okay. Save those because I feel like they're going to disappear soon. We should do <laughs> a we should do a ranking of like who is the like best. I, look, <laughs> well, well, hang on. Let's hold, them, let's, nah, let's hold them to that, account. I'm not that, trying to bash them. Be like, look, you came in with this vision. This is what you wanted to achieve. No, and then we I, can just give I a pass can, fail over I totally, whether we think they I totally do. agree with that. That's a that's a that's a that's a, 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 a correct thing to do. However, doing it for last year, is there any point? I, I think if you get if we're gonna do precisely, if we're gonna do it, do it for this year, and then we can maybe have check-ins as 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 we go. And that's a legitimate thing to do and and and, and I think is I think is fair. It's not about putting pressure on, on on board members to get things done. But if you're the kind of person who steps up and you really want to do this kind of stuff, shouldn't be a problem. Um, and you know you'll get you'll get the support if you're talking to people um, and uh, and 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 communicating with people. You know we want to hear from uh, people on the board and have you on the show and talk about what the, the, the kind of things you want to do. And uh, by getting your message out there, I think you're going to have uh, more luck in, uh, in in getting support. The final thing I should I would I will say. Um, and this goes out to anybody, anybody who's played a New Zealand disc golf tour event, who's a New Zealand disc golf member. If you're over the age of 13, 13, you only need to be a teenager to vote. Please, please, please vote. Even if it's a one person race, please vote either for or against, um, it will make it. It's it's your it's your right, but it's also your responsibility. So please um, ensure that you um, make the time 
an effort to read the candidacy letters and put your vote in when you can. You should have a link coming through to you on the 12th of June, um, or you can do it at the AGM, whichever way you prefer to do. Um, but please, please, please make sure you vote. Um, that is so, so important um, to to ensuring that the, uh, the board has got the appropriate mandate um, to, to go forward and, 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 and be, if it wants to be revolutionary, it can be revolutionary. And that's the one, if you, if you want to complain, if you're frustrated about like what's going on with the national body and you don't vote, sorry, I'm not going to listen. Uh, you know, like that, that is your time to, to cast your vote, to, to pick your future. And so, you know, like there are candidates who are running, who need your vote to affect change. And so if you're not going one run, you know, two, if you're not going to run vote, if you don't run and you don't vote and you're still complaining and frustrated, I'm sorry, I got nothing for you. You had every opportunity uh, to, to take advantage of those two things, to either affect change yourself or to vote for someone who's going to affect change on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please vote. We'll do all the links here in the shows and that kind of stuff leading up. Um, we'll share as much as we can. We are, yeah. as this entire show has been, we are trying to be part of the solution. Uh, you know, like we're not here to, yeah. yes, you know, we may take our pot shots, uh, you know, and kind of voice our frustrations. But, you know, I've run in the past. Both of us have voted every year that we've been members. Um, so please, uh, you know, like do your part. Run if you're passionate enough. Um, vote if you care. Uh, mm. And and don't complain to us if you're not going to do either. Totally. And actually, it's over 13. If you're 13 years old, you get a vote, right? So imagine this, right? It, normally, when it comes to elections, stuff like that, you got to wait till you're 18. Not with this one. If you're 13 or over, you get to vote. So parents out there who have eligible children, please don't just use your kid's vote to vote for them <laughs> on their behalf and stack it up with voting for your mate. Take them through the democratic process. Take them through the kind of things that these people are going to be um, standing for. Talk to them a little bit about what these people might want to do and how it might benefit them. And then allow them to make a decision. If you're 13 or over, demand that of your parents. Right. Um, I think what we're going to do um, is we're going to uh, just very quickly talk about some upcoming events. Um, and that'll be us for the day, I think. Um, so let me just grab the event. Wait, you mean disc golf's not over for the year? Like, I want to take a month off, man. You know, like, go to Arizona and, like, kick my feet up at my pool. I don't, like, go to Florida? I'm going to Disneyland. It would be lovely. Uh, meanwhile, this is the calendar, and I updated it um, uh, with a few with a few more events. Eh, all the ones we know about, all the ones I know about, anyway. Um, so yeah, you can see the clashes there that, that are occurring uh, at the very beginning: Timaru and Coastal Cup, um, and uh, Bros for Change and Faultline Fury is also the same weekend down in um, mid November. Uh, also, the Women's Global event, they have to be held on the same day. That's the only day that the Women's Global event can happen. Um, so the, the fact that they're happening on the same day is, is, is neither here nor there. Registration, actually, for the Wellington one opens on the 1st of June. So make sure that you're uh, you're ready to register for that next Wednesday when it comes around. Paul McBeth Foundation fundraiser should be a lot of fun. Um, look out um, around the country. That's another instance where there's going to be multiple tournaments held on the same weekend. Again, all for the same cause. It's going to be a good bit of fun as well. So, uh, so, so um uh get involved um other than that you got all the standard ones on there um um sub-zero is the first event of the um 
of the new tour season, of the 2022-23 tour season. It all kicks off. Levi Stout is your um, uh, current tour champion. So everybody's uh, points go back down to zero. So that means I'm tied with Levi for the lead. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes. So congratulations to everybody who does well in those and very best of luck. Um, finally, the uh, power rankings, uh, no real change. Or well, these changes are from Unless the your last name's Dom Hayden. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that was from the, uh, what was the last tournament we had down in Wanaka, wasn't it? In Lismore. Um, that oh, was Lord's the, Lismore. The, okay. Yeah, the results from Lismore show this change. Dom Hayden climbing into the top 12. Right. Um, that's it from us. Hope you found today's um, episode useful. Um, look out because in two weeks' time, we've got a round table. Um, round table discussion. It's going to be a lot of fun this on the 9th of June um, with a number of people from across uh, New Zealand disc golf. We've got Jackson Sullivan, Morgan Hartfeld, Johnny Ferrari, Hayden Shaw. Uh, Roberts Crastins and Brady Cush, who will all be discussing the future of New Zealand disc golf. What a great time to actually have that discussion the week before we're potentially having uh, potential board candidates on the show as well. So good couple of episodes coming up. Um, wherever you're playing disc golf, take it easy, play well, get some birdies, and we'll see you next time.